Hey guys, this is Megan. And this is Dana. And welcome back to Scary Stories to Tell Your Sister. Dana, we're laughing because it's now 1.38 and we've been for the past half an hour doing tech work behind the scenes to get this working, but it's finally here and we've gotten it and I just feel <laughs> relieved and I'm very excited for this because not only has some of the issues we've had gotten fixed, but now I can also see Megan's face. As we're recording, <laughs> this is so exciting because as we live in different states, it's so nice to be able to like actually see her reaction. Yeah, to spooky things. I'm excited, and especially I feel my topic today has some interesting things, and I feel like Megan's gonna have some very good visual reactions. And I don't think we'll be able to get it properly done this time but maybe if i can get it done in a sense we could maybe like upload screenshots of things or even like i know some people do like youtube things of them recording their podcast but since we were not prepared to be on video today no i look like a goblin today so (laughs) today's not the day guys yeah but how besides goblin core how are you doing megan I'm doing really well. I uh, I went to like this thing called a, a farm swap today. Okay. And I'd never been to one before. And it was a last minute decision. I wasn't planning on going, but I was supposed to work all day and then I got off. So I'm like, okay, let's, let's give it a try. So Ray and I went and I was very upset by it. So we actually didn't stay too long and I had to leave because it's like legit farmers, like yeah. Selling things, selling animals for food. And yeah. as a former vegan vegetarian, I I eat meat now, but like still still have that know. like uh oh, I get that. Yeah, Abby and I want to up here, and I don't know if they have it down there as well, but up here. They probably have it down there. But there are local farms up here who basically have like a box subscription that there's a proper term for it. But it's like a box, a box subscription that you get things from their farm every month or every week type thing. Like you get like fresh produce and like fresh like meats and veggies. And yeah. That. The thing um, is, is, I'm sure that they take really good care of their animals. Hard. It's hard to see the it ones, up close. Well, the ones I saw today didn't seem like they did. And I was upset by it. Oh, yeah. That is hard. I That does segue or segue. Kind of nicely into, so my birthday's in May, but Abby got me something for my birthday this year that she gave to me early this week, which is my own plot of land. And I'm so excited for you. So as you know, we live in an apartment and she got, there's a community garden in a city nearby and I have my own raised garden bed that... So sometime this weekend between me editing this episode and the book I'm working on with Abby, I'm going to go tend to the land and get some like proper soil and plot out my seeds and veggies. I'm thinking like carrots, potatoes, lettuce, beets and things along that line that we can use frequently. I mean, I'll use the beets. Abby won't. But and I can also not have to worry about building, building like trellises or stuff or like tomatoes. because I feel like that's too much. We have like little signs. And I had like a whole little like, yeah. I was going to ask you, where do you plan on getting your signs from? Because I want to get signs for my little garden too. I'm going to make some. I'm going to make some. You'll have to let me know like what you use. Yeah. I'm going to make some. Popsicle sticks? I don't think I get popsicle sticks per se just in the size of them. I might get some more or like go to like Lowe's or Home Depot and see. Or even like I might go to Michael's and see if they have like a crafting something that might be like the size, almost like a wooden bookmark. And then Mm -hmm. like affix that to a po- something to stick to the ground and then seal it with something that's weatherproof yeah and then 
my boss is cutting me wood to section off my box. So he's done. Yeah, so each section will be divided. That's so sweet. Yeah, that way I'll know where each thing is. And I'm going to paint little signs and I'll take the kiddos out with me so they can like dig in the No. Yeah. Oh my God. Isn't that the life? It is. I'm really freaking excited. Abby asked me the other day, she's like, what kind of life do you want? And her answer was happy. And I was like, that's great. I mean, I answered first. I was like, happy is the good answer too. But I was like a quiet life, like a simple, like tend to the garden, like same like that, you know? So, like, I mean, I have a whole Pinterest board of planning, and, I mean, I'm really excited because we had, like, a sense of, like, false spring, not even false spring, but, like, false summer because we were in the 80s and 90s this week. And it's just, like, with the marathons coming Monday, it's going to be colder and rainy, but it's, like, that April, like, everything's coming up, and I'm just ready for, to like, people, like, go water the plants. And, like, when, like, summer comes, like, oh, let's pull some carrots from the garden. Put and a little hat on. Well, oh my God, I'm gonna, I'm gonna protect yourself from the sun. Get a little floppy hat. I'm going to get my overalls on. And Abby got me gardening tools that are really cute and a gardening tote for myself already. Stop it. I'm going to, yeah, so I'm so excited. I was going to go today this morning, but I ended up like, <laughs> I ended up, I was researching last night and I was falling asleep while typing and I was typing random nonsense in my research. What's like, I was typing, I was like, oh, because like, oh, you were falling asleep? Yes. Oh, and I was, my God. as I was falling asleep, my mind was going off my research topics. Oh, I was, yeah. But, oh, my God. So, yeah. And, it, but yes, I'm, it's been a good week. Yeah. I did crazy. But I mean, that makes me happy. It'll be a good weekend. And so, the windows have been open all day. Abby, like, Abby took Ferris on a really long walk this morning, like, early while I slept in. Oh, yeah. nice. They, she came back. I opened the windows. I cleaned a little bit. She did the schoolwork, did the test, made breakfast. I had tea in bed while I was researching. Oh, how lovely. And it was like really nice, like calm morning until like the helicopters were flying overhead. So if you hear like loud noises that are not the train in the backyard, the back, the background and the backyard, because like I said, the Boston Marathon's Monday. Part of our, I'm like triangling myself a little bit too much. Part of, well, I mean, not kind of, but part of our area is the route goes through. So all this weekend, they have helicopters for safety flying over. That's exciting. Yeah. Also, yes, we are recording. Very, very up to the last minute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sometimes it's just that way. You know, what you can you do? Should, yeah. And it was, it, was a, it was a busy week, but a good week. Yeah. How about yeah. you, Megan? Minus the sad... Sad. Yeah, it was good. I had a good week. I am. I'm happy. It's the weekend. I forgot. I had something to tell you, and now I don't remember a damn thing. Sorry, I went off my tangent. It's okay. It's fine. It's fine. I am happy about your gardening. Oh, you were talking about what kind of life you wanted to live. Oh yeah. And I was certain you were going to say the commune life. Oh yeah. We have. We have a, a group of friends that we've been friends with since birth, pretty much. Oh, Dana, I thought that was a dirty Q-tip. <laughs> and, I was, <laughs> and I was so disgusted. Okay, now that, that. I know I it's a, do that. Now that I Sorry. know that it's a little piece of garlic, it's cute. <laughs> but yeah, we we've been friends forever. And we always talk about possibly getting like a giant church or school and just like all moving in and living living our best lives all together it's definitely it's definitely the fire has been relit as of late the other day i was at work and i got like my phone's like bing 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 and it was like sending plots of land and i was like ah yes the commune talk (laughs) right yeah but uh, but anyways i want to hear your topic for the day i know i know earlier this week we talked about a few like ideas that were going along and a few choices that you had for your topic this week. And like we talked about like nothing official, like just vibes. I mean, like as I've changed my topic, like even down to the quintessential, like quote unquote wire, I know the vibes can change. So I tell me, Megan, what topic do you have for me today? So I was debating whether or not to do this topic. And it's actually just like kind of like a hodgepodge of things. Okay. But basically it's different stories, different headlines that had come out 
the past few years of what am I trying to say? Paranormal headlines. Okay. So of different natural topics that have caught your fancy this past couple of years. Oh my God. Thank you, Dana. You're welcome. I got you. Yeah. Sometimes I, I know exactly what I'm going to say. And then once I get to say it, it's like yeah. my brain just. Yeah. And oh, I get that. Yeah. So creepy headlines is what we got for you today. And I have three creepy stories for you. Three plus like one little extra kind of unrelated. But, you know, I have to. Yeah. So I would do it. Got to do it. It's so like the first you, one, it's like when we have our campfire stories, you're like, I took Joseph, then I veered off the path completely. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm debating whether or not to show you those, the, or talk to you about the one that I oh, veered no. off. Now that you told me about it, you got to do it. Do it first? No. Do, do whatever you want to do. Do, do Okay. It. I'll wait to follow your fancy. All right. I'll wait till the end. So the first story that I have for you takes place in 2013. And this is a story of a potentially haunted doll. When you think of a haunted doll, what exactly do you see in your mind's eye, Dana? Chucky. Chucky. Annabelle, yeah. That's so funny. I did not even think of Chucky, believe it or not. For me, I thought of Raggedy Ann, Andy, and Robert the doll. Okay. The The one that lives in the Keys. Yeah. But... I bet you'll never guess what this supposed haunted doll looks like. Now what's it look like? It's an Elsa doll from the Disney movie Frozen. Shut up. Yes. So Emily Madonna Bendonia received this doll in 2013 as a Christmas gift. When you pushed a button, it was for her daughter, not for her. I mean, you you did do. (laughs) (laughs) When you pushed a button on the necklace of the doll, she'd sing this song that was stuck in everyone's head that year. Let Let it go. go. As well as saying a few different phrases from the Disney film. And she'd do this for years to come. Two years, to be exact. Because then everything changed. You see, when Elsa spoke and sang, it was always in English. But after the two-year mark, the doll became sort of bilingual, speaking in not only English but Spanish as well. What sparked the change is unknown as there were no buttons on it that had the ability to, you know, switch languages, Mm -hmm. and they hadn't even changed the batteries in it. It even began speaking while it was turned off. Nope. By 2019, the family decided it was time to part ways with Elsa, and they threw her away in the outside garbage bin. <laughs> the family went on to their, live their normal lives until a few weeks later, Elsa was discovered inside a piece of furniture in their home. There was a bench in like their living room. I and, it was inside. Inside? <laughs> and it was inside. And it was inside the bench. <laughs> That would be really scary. After talking to the kids, Emily came to believe that they had nothing to do with her reappearance in the home. Elsa was back in their home and only speaking Spanish now. They decided to again throw her away. They wrapped her this time in two bags and they made sure that she was put on the very bottom of the trash can and then piled all the rest of their like household trash on top. Garbage day came and went. The family left town for a few days, and upon returning, Emily's daughter came up to her mom with some very unsettling news. She saw the Elsa doll in the yard. Still determined to get rid of the doll, Emily mailed Elsa to a friend in Minnesota. That friend then took Elsa and taped her to the brush guard of his Jeep. So, like, the front, you know? (laughs) And he's said, if anything odd begins to happen, quote, I'm welding her into a steel pipe and sinking her into the lake of the woods. (laughs) I mean, that's the way you do it. Right? 
So yeah, that was the first story. I found that one kind of interesting. What do you think of that one? Do you think it was just like a glitch of some sort? Okay, at first I was like, hey, maybe one of the kids or maybe one of the, maybe someone else like, oh, Elsa's in the trash. Like didn't realize that the like, mom threw Elsa out like the first time and like brought her back in. Mm-hmm. Um, or they're playing a prank, you know? But the second time when they like buried her under trash, that's like some determination to like dig through trash, especially like if you have like kids too. Like trash is, that trash is icky. That's um, funny, yeah, because she actually even said, the mother actually even said, my kids would not go digging through the trash. Yeah, it's like digging, and then so going down that, that deep, there's not that, you know, no. And then in the yard, thing. what were yeah. you doing? What way we know? What do you think you were? And, yeah, so I'm, I, I, I am, it's still very early to tell. I wonder what's going to happen here on out. Yeah, well, I actually, I contacted her friend and I said, hey, can you please send this doll to my sister? I was Dana. like, Megan, you were great. You No, if I sent it to you, would you keep it? Well, I'd see if it like played or anything at first. Okay, like, have you ever heard of the haunted dolls that are online that people sell? <laughs> I would never buy one of those. I know, but like, what if somebody sent you one? Would you hang on to it, guys? If you could see her face right now. Um. Okay, so I live in an apartment. If I go onto the package room and I open the box and I saw it, I think I just like peel my name off the label and just put it right back on the shelf. Really. I don't think I'd keep it. Would you keep it? Well, I don't think I would keep it, but I might keep it around for a few days and see if it really was anything. I don't fuck with that. Well, I wouldn't go out of my way and buy it, but, like, if it for some reason was sent to me, I would be like, I I don't think, see, the thing is, I don't think I believe it. Okay. I don't think that the ones that are sold online that are like, oh, we have a bunch of haunted dolls i just i don't buy it so it doesn't really scare me that much but see that's what i say and then if i had it i'd be like please let's just lock it away i remember the first time i ever saw the the remake of the evil dead i already told you this probably the evil dead no no oh okay we were living the big house okay and i was in the apartment area and i got the movie i think i had like rented it from like a red box or something and i didn't know anything of like what it was about per se i just knew it was like a scary movie and i'm like oh let me give it a shot so i started watching it and it got to the voice where her voice was like you know no and that scared the ever loving crap out of me i got the video and I brought it downstairs into my car and left it there for the rest of the night because I was so afraid that, like, demons were going to come in my house. Absolutely. But, uh, but yeah. That. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Um, okay, so the next story I have is from 2021. Oh, oh, yay. Yes. So next up, we have a woman named Tori McKenzie who has a photo of what she considers to be a demon. Scary enough, but what's scarier is where she discovered the creature. Tori's two-year-old granddaughter was heard night after night speaking to someone when she should have been asleep. She was heard laughing and chatting and just, you know, hanging out with this entity. Which is unsettling, yes, but not as unsettling as when her granddaughter could be heard saying, No, go away. At one point, I know if I heard that, I would be ready to beat. (laughs) And I'm over here ready to beat the crap out of whatever this thing is. But I was like, like, yep, we're going away. (laughs) At one point, her son actually heard his mother's voice coming from the room with his two-year-old daughter, only to find out it wasn't his mom in the room at all. 
they attempted to cleanse the area with nettle salt and palo santo. When they would light the palo santo, it would go out. And when it went out, they would try to relight it. But each time they tried to relight it, a song would begin to play without any prompting. Now, I don't know if the song was playing. It wasn't specified if it was playing on their phone or on the radio. But it said, like, it wasn't on any of their playlists. So I'm assuming it was probably on their phones. Okay. So a song would begin, it would begin to play and would play for a few seconds and then stop. The two songs played were Move Along by the All-American Rejects and another song by the name of Leave Me Alone. Interesting choice of songs, right? Yeah. Move Along and Leave Me Alone. Leave Me Alone. That is weird. So was the entity trying to send them a message? Well, Tori would get the shock of the century when she installed a monitor in the children's room. A few days after installing it, she decided to check the footage and was terrified when she came across the image of a figure lurking closely to her two-year-old granddaughter and seven-month-old grandson in their bedroom. Oh, that's when I come out fighting. And the reason she thinks it's a demon is because in the picture she shares, she claims it looks as though it has horns protruding from its head. After sharing this info, as well as the photo on social media, she had people who said she was probably faking the photo. But Tori's response was that she wouldn't even know how to do something like that and says she's not even technologically savvy enough to fake a photo. She also says it's not her son in the photo, as they have stills of him as well which he is in, and they just don't match up. Yeah. And I've seen a picture, and I have it here, and I'm going to send it to you really quick. Okay. So let me get you. Zaina. Datilla. All right. Let me know if you've gotten it. Megan. (laughs) Is that I don't know. Now, I have trouble. I don't think it has horns at all. That's what I was going to say. I have trouble seeing the horns. It looks like, you know what it looks like? It looks like someone's head moving. Mm -hmm. And the blurry thing you see is the glare of the lens of of a pair of glasses. Glasses. Yes, Dana, I concur. As someone who has glasses, you know, and it looks like, it looks like someone's sneaking away from the kid's bed, which creepy AF. Now, she did say everyone was asleep at the time that this happened, but I don't know. I, I see the same thing you do. But if it's not a demon, was there someone in their in house? house? Megan, I saw a TikTok the other day. The person was like, their spouse had died, which, yes, is like, no, that's, that's terribly sad. But they were like, I was really missing my husband and like wanting a sign or something. And on the video, it's like their nest or ring camera. And it's them going outside to like their pool of their house. And the way their house is set up, it looks like it's almost like an L shape. Mm -hmm. So it's like she is walking from this area. The pool is here. And this area is where her bedroom is where she shares her husband Mm -hmm. and as she's like walking to like clean the pool area so like you can see her walking to clean the pool area and so she's like she's here she's whatever like she's walking to clean the pool area and then like behind her you can see her bedroom and then you see the lights like on and you see like a figure moving or and door closing, and she's like, "Oh, it's a sign he was there." And people were like, "That's not a sign he was there. That's a sign someone was in your house." They're like, "No, that's legit. Like someone walking around your house." And it makes me think of Abby. Sorry, babe, if you're listening to this, but you think of Abby's like number one fear: people in the walls or <laughs> like oh, in the attic. yes, yeah. So yeah, yeah, that is so, so it's like scary. And I think. What makes this scarier? This picture is hunched over, kind of. Hunched over, like, I know, and I laugh a little in my mind, thinking that 
it may be like one of them and they didn't realize. Or even okay. like sleepwalking or something, you know? Yes. Yeah. And, and your mother or mother-in-law thinks you're a demon. Demon. And you're like, you cannot tell her. She's gone to social media and been like, there's a demon in the house. And I was like, your mom called me a demon. Yep. Or she called me a demon. <laughs> and he's like, babe, look at you. Did Would you think you were a demon? <laughs> right? At that hour of the night, we all look a little sus. Yeah. Okay, so the next story I have for you is from 2022, but actually takes place in the 90s. Okay. It's from Manchester Evening News. In 2022, they wrote an article about a street named Wingate Groves. Or Grove. What's so special about this street, you might wonder? I do In the 90s. Huh? I do wonder. Okay, we'll wonder no longer because... In the 90s, this street became so haunted that eventually a waiver had to be made signed to live there. In 1993, a family witnessed their toddler speaking to, quote, little man in his room. No. The, family, the family also had an issue with an oily substance that would seep out of their walls. This troubling issue led to them contacting the maintenance workers. Perplexed, the maintenance workers were unable to figure out any solution since they had no idea what was causing it in the first place. Desperate, the family had an exorcism done on the property, and afterwards, peace seemed to follow on the street. Mm -hmm. That is until five years later. Just two homes away from the first haunted house, another household began to experience unexplained happenings. Laura, just 12 when she moved into the home, had the notion of something being off from the get-go. She said, I begged my mom not to move in. I didn't like the feel of it. I didn't feel comfortable. But when we got in and but when we got our stuff in, it kind of faded a bit. When things started happening, my mom would say it was the ghost of my granddad. But I said it wasn't. I just knew there was something there. It felt like I was walking into someone's personal space. I didn't want to walk through the door. The first creepy thing to happen was when her older brother was running up the stairs. No. As, as he ran up the stairs, his I don't know why my brain just... Sorry. <laughs> I just thought my brain just saw him running on all fours up the stairs. Oh, God. Dana. <laughs> so that's a No. no. <laughs> Sorry, continue on. Yeah, so he was running up the stairs, normal running, on just two feet. And as he ran up, his foot was cut by a picture frame that had just moments ago been hanging on the wall. The odd thing about the frame was how it was standing straight up on the stairs. As it was placed, it seemed like it was just like placed there and was being held. Another incident occurred when Laura's brother's girlfriend was staying over. Laura's brother's girlfriend. I always get confused by sentences like that. I was like, said John's girlfriend. Got it. Yeah. The runner, the track star. The track star's girlfriend is staying over. So one night, Laura woke up to see his, to see her, the girlfriend, standing in the middle of her room, just staring at her. Laura disregarded it rolled over and went back to sleep can you imagine waking up in the middle of the night and abby just staying in the middle of your room hell no i'd be like oh first of all i'd be terrified and then i would wonder are you is everything okay are you okay (laughs) oh my god laura disregarded it and she went back to sleep though that was that was her choice the next day she tells her mom about the weird experience but just a little while after telling her mom her mom calls her back into the room, and sitting with her is her brother's girlfriend. The girlfriend is looking at Laura strangely and explains to her she, too, had the same experience, except it was Laura standing in the room, staring at her. He meant some other saying, I said, you in my room? I would be terrified. I think we're gone. I can't. Just the same. Just the same. I'm like, why? Why? I lock my door at night. (laughs) Mark, 
Our door is closed. There's a Ferris, like, but like the door and the like. So we have our bedroom door. Our one closet door is open, but the connecting, it's like a walkthrough, walk in closet. So it's yeah. like bathroom, door, closet, door, bedroom. So mm-hmm. the one next to the bathroom is closed. Because Ferris sleeps in his crate. He starts out in his crate and then comes home to the bed in the night. So, like, mm-hmm. we keep that door open for him. But no, 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 no. One time he wasn't here and Abby, like, left the door cracked. And I said, ooh, what are we doing that tonight? Yeah, I don't like that. Mm-hmm. Like I said before, our closet door is at the foot of our bed. No. And sometimes Ray will go in and, you know, just leave it, like, cracked open. But every night, if I see it like that, I have to go and close it. Because, oops, yeah, that's exactly what I picture. Like somebody <laughs> peeking their little fingers out. No. So some of the other occurrences that happened in this home were oil as well seeping out of the walls. Dozens of dead crows lined their property. The smell of rotten eggs filled their home, which yeah. is a sign of a demon infestation. I forgot about that from episode one of the early ones. Mm-hmm. Don't know the number, but it's okay. Yeah. The home at times, or when she was in the home at times, she would see people standing in the doorways. It was so bad, maintenance workers actually refused to enter the property. When her nephew was little, he would go to the same spot in the home, point up to the corner, and talk to someone that he called Big Guy. There's Little Guy! Yo, isn't that strange? I wonder what happened there. One was big guy and one was little guy. Two different homes, though. Nowadays, a woman by the name of Karen Walton lives in the home and has yet to witness any paranormal activity. But could that be because she was made to sign a waiver before moving in? In this agreement, some stipulations listed were that she was not to bring a Ouija board into the property or onto the property and no black magic was to be performed at the residence. She's heard tales of an old man ghost that lives inside her home, but has yet to see him. And where hearing something like that or having a waiver to sign may deter most people from moving in, to Karen, it was, quote, a selling point. That's interesting. There... There have been cases, there's been some, like, legal cases akin to that stateside where, I forgot where it was exactly, if, like, what coast it was. There's a house that something had happened in and that had, like, some paranormal activity occur. And then when the house was sold, I think it was disclosed then after or things happened, like, oh, yeah, it's totally haunted. And the buyers were like, are you kidding me? You need to tell us that. But there was like no legal standing for that. Like they didn't have to tell them that. So the buyers like took them to court and the court was like, yeah, I think you should have told them. And they basically were able to like revoke the thing and they got, I think, they got their money back, I think, and like half of something else back because of it. But like there was even... There's like a haunting clause. I know in a lot of states they have, you have to disclose if there has been a murder on the premises in the past like X amount of years. And I don't think there's like a legality of like haunting clauses. I looked it up because I heard it on a podcast recently too. But like someone was taking a court over it. And I don't know if it's like a steadfast like written into law law, but yeah. Yeah. So, what's your third one? What's your fourth one? What's, what's the off-topic one? Oh, my God, Dana. I literally forgot. I almost went into my opening spiel, and then I was like, wait. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah. So, I, as I was looking for, like, strange things, mm-hmm. strange articles, I came across one that was talking about a giant meatball that was made. <laughs> and oh. it's... A giant meatball of extinct mammoth. Yes. Yeah, so the meatball is made up of a singular mammoth gene, and that gene is called a myoglobin. 
and the rest of it is made up of sheep cells but the the smell and the color and how it tastes and everything uh-huh. all comes from the mammoth so yeah and i'm going to send you a picture would you eat it of course i'd give it a try but it does not at all look appetizing like okay at all i'm going to send it to you now Dinah. I think they could have done some work on the presentation. Appetizing, I think. You think that looks appetizing? I don't like the little bits on the bottom. Well, it's what I imagine a massive oh. blood clot to look like. Pecan. It's it's a meatball. That is not a meatball. Dana, it's like Dana. No. Yeah. No. It's like roasted and like grilled to perfection. I don't like the little presentation flowers on the bottom. It's a very odd garnish, but grilled to perfection. (laughs) I think not. And yet, are those flowers? I couldn't tell what they were. They're like I zoomed in, and it looks like flowers a little bit that they were sprinkles oh i don't know how big it is the person it's enormous but it was like flowers or one of them like a little bit of a raspberry ew it looks like a bloody testicle i can see that too okay well that's enough would you eat it yeah if i didn't think about it as a testicle i would <laughs> well, that's a great segue. What you got? Well, funny enough, we are very, very same wavelength. Really? Yeah. It's really funny, actually. Oh what my the- god! I got really nervous at first. So, like I said in the, in the introduction, I was going one way with my research, and then life and love had different plans for me. When yesterday I was driving with Abby and I looked over at her, she was reading an article on her phone with a look of terror on her face. But we were with the small children in the car. She couldn't outright say what caused her fear, but she kind of explained it like in like, she's like, oh, what's cool thing happened? And I was like, that's so strange. That's so cool. And I'm trying to find it now because it's an article of a man who had some surprises left in his mailbox. Balls, and, not balls. It says so. The, the the headline of this article she showed me was Michigan man searches for answers after dolls take over his mailbox. No, Dana, we've decided to live here. No. <laughs> so I'll just read you with a little bit of it. Okay, it's from USA Today. It says Dom Powell opened his mailbox one day last August and found, along with the usual mix of bills and pizza coupons. Two small dolls sitting on a miniature couch near a tiny table. The pair and their furniture came with a no. We've t- decided to live here, Mary and Shelley. Which I mean, and I was like, Mary and Shelley, like Mary Shelley, like Frankenstein? Right. And I was like, that's kind of weird. I'm going to need a picture of it real quick. And then I'll read on. Hold on. Because you got to zoom in on Mary and Shelley. Oh, I'm excited. Powell first thought the homely wooden figures, a man and a woman, were put in his mailbox by mistake. He wondered if someone in the neighborhood were playing a joke. I went around to the other homes in the cul-de-sac to see if anyone else had gotten dolls in their mailbox. No one had. There's a neighbor across the street named Shelly. I knocked her door and asked if she had done it. She said no. And their mailbox looks like a house. <laughs> Like they like they ordered a custom mailbox. Yeah, it's, I see it. It's an exact it's like but it looked like their house. Yeah. It's like really creepy too. And it's like not only that, it's like uh it's like while it's a law for someone other than the mailbox owner and the mail carrier to put items in the mailbox, he could see why the doll family would want to move in. When Powell wasn't looking, someone dropped off a dog for the couple. 
With a rug. A dog? D-O-G? Like a fake, a fake dog. Like a, a toy dog. Oh, okay. And a rug. Oh, yeah. And a bed. <laughs> Other, and like uh, some art for them. Yeah. And it's like, when Halloween rolled around, Mary and Shelley were replaced with two skeleton dolls. Oh, my God. Mary and Shelley came back at Christmas with gifts in their mailbox. I'm in love. So, yeah. But it's like, so, so I was like, this is really cute. But it's like, in the beginning, he was worried the mail carrier would stop delivering the mail. But he's like, it's been, it's been fine. But it's like, yeah, it's, it's cute. But I was also thinking, that's kind of creepy. At the same time, I look, I love it. But I'm yeah. like, wow, what a weird thing. You go to a stranger's mailbox and just like give off dolls. Right? And like, there's no no, but it's like Mary and Shelley. And it got me thinking again if somehow, against my will, like you asked, I was somehow randomly an unknown to get the dolls, I don't know how I would respond. I think, like him, I wouldn't remove them. I'd be like, well, this is your home now. I'll put a basket down below for my mail and parcels. No worries. You have that. So, like I said, I had another idea planned that I'll go back to another week. I had like, majority of that research dana i cannot believe how close it was when i oh. when i said that just you wait just you wait so i had planned one thing and i'm gonna talk about a certain doll today <laughs> does he live in the keys he lives in the queue so I was like looking at random creepy dolls and I stupidly started to do this last night and I was scared at some points and I had everything, but here we go. Like I said, we're going to your neck of the woods, but to Key West. So back in the early 1900s, there was the, the Otto family that lived there with their young son. His name was Robert Eugene Otto, but he went by the name Gene. The house still stands there at 534 Eaton Street. It is now known as the Artist's House, and it's actually a bed and breakfast that you can actually stay at if you want to. But back in the 1900s, Gene and his family lived there. And as the story goes, Gene's grandfather went over to Germany for a visit. I mean, with a surname like Otto, makes sense. Germanic name, probably visiting family. But either way, Grandpa brought back a gift of his travels, as most family members do on long travels away. Some reports say that it was a servant of the family that gave the toy to him, but the family itself and a lot of the like, other like, reports say that the grandfather was the one, so we're going to stick with him. But he brought back this handmade doll, and it was from the Steiff or Steef, S-T-I-E-F-F company in Germany, who, fun fact, was the company that first designed and created, and created the iconic teddy bear for Theodore Teddy Roosevelt. So they did Robert and Teddy. So this doll was hand-painted and stuffed with either wool or straw and was about 40 inches long with little beady eyes and he was dressed with a sailor's outfit and a little dog toy and some historians actually who work with the company said that it seems like robert wasn't actually ever a toy designed to be sold but actually one that was designed for like a window or other display for the company but somehow the, the grandfather got him and another thing that I want to go back on is some of the like the legends say that the servant gave Robert to this to the son, but other reports say that the servant was wrongly terminated without cause and put a curse on the toy, or some and a lot of people say voodoo stuff, and that's what the thing is. But either way, young Jean was gifted the doll. And I don't know the exact age at which he was gifted the doll. Because I think it was in 1904 that the doll was created. They could find out a bit. But I know he was 10 when things started happening. But like most young children, he named it after what he knew best himself. And even though he went by Gene, his full name was Robert Eugene. So he named the doll Robert. And the outfit he wore was actually based on an outfit that Gene himself had. So it was like a matching outfit that they had. And Jean loved Robert. 
which is great. Love that for you. Like lifelong loved, loved Robert. But things are going to take a turn when one night when she was about 10 years old, he awoke in the middle of the night and he recalled that Robert was sitting at the foot of his bed just looking at him. God. And all of a sudden, at the same time, Jean's mother wakes up because Jean is screaming, terrifying screaming and fear. And she hears the furniture getting slammed around his room. So she's running to help him. She's trying to open the door, can't open the door, like no avail. And when she's finally able to open the door, she finds Jean terrified at the like head of his bed. And the room is in a complete like disarray. And he's saying, it was Robert. Robert did it. Now, my head, when I read this, I went to Chrissy of True Crime and Cocktails when she says, it's a mother. And <laughs> I know I'm not a mother, but the mother in this situation. <laughs> and it reminded me of like what you asked, like, what would you do with an adult thing? So I was like, mm-hmm. I would, I would simply, what, burn the doll? No, I wouldn't burn the doll because I wouldn't know if I would, like, release anything, you know, that was inside mm-hmm. of it. And, like, from, my, from what I know about the doll, I don't want to say anything mean to upset it at all. But, like, I don't think I'd also, I wouldn't throw it out the window because it's still too close, you know? Because also, apparently, he moves. Yeah. So I'd, like, drive him. I think I'd drive to the shore. Of the keys, I wouldn't throw them in the water. I put them in a boat and like kind of like push the boat on. <laughs> no, just like go away. And maybe like if the boat sank, that's fine. But I would hope. But no, unfortunately or fortunately for all of us, I was not born back then, and I was not the mother of Jean because she did not get rid of this doll at all. In fact, this would become Jean's go-to things when things would get like destructive or whatever in nature. Like broken or damaged toys or things in the house, you know, like, oh, it wasn't me. It was Robert, which I mean, I get that kids like are learning to cope with the consequence of their actions. Like it wasn't me. It was like so-and-so. And they also like they'll have like make-believe friends or they don't know who to put the blame on. But I think the fact that, you know, the screaming and for help and the night terror thing middle of the night i can see you know kids being messy little demons in the light of day but at 10 years old middle of the night that's a bit of a you know hulk smash out of reach, yeah i feel especially with how close robert and gene are becoming with gene her talking to robert constantly and soon those conversations become more than one-sided with two distinct voices. No. Multiple reports said that they heard, they would hear Robert talking. I'm sorry, they would hear Gene talking to Robert and another distinct voice talking back to Gene. No. And not only that, but multiple, multiple people said that Robert's expression would change. And I don't know, have you seen Robert the Doll at all? I have. But it's I'm been a while. Send you, I'm going to send you a picture of him real quick. And I'm just going to have you imagine this be this, this doll's expression changing. Oh, oh, the doll's expression would change. Yes. Oh, no. No, thank you. Yeah, he's not a handsome doll. He's a doll. So, and somehow, somehow, Robert remained in their lives, filling the halls with giggling footsteps and randomly being sighted in windows. You know, cute doll things. And I can't say for certain that no one ever tried to do anything to stop this, but it doesn't really seem like they did from all the research I've done. (laughs) But, I mean, at what point do you just say, you do you, Robert? For me, it was when the expression on the face happened. That part broke me. 
I'm like, oh, no, it's the voices. When the voice, when the face changed, I'm like, no, you do what you need to do. Okay, when you heard the voices, what would you do? I'd be like, Gene, what are you doing? Like, can you make that voice yourself? Like, can you, like, how how does Robert talk? (laughs) Is it you being like, like, you talking about? I I would, I, I would definitely, like, if I heard it multiple times, I would definitely, like, sneak up to see if I could see Robert, Robert talking or i don't know yeah i don't know so a little little montage here lives are lived lives come to an end gene's parents they pass away when they're older so gene who is now (laughs) grown man himself inherits the home and he moves back in with his new wife annette or Anne, and his long-term buddy pal friend robert (laughs) robert has come back home and Jean, who is a bit of an eccentric, an artist, an author, has decided, you know what? We're back in mine. Oh, I'm sorry. Our childhood home. I think that Robert needs his own room. Oh, my God. Once again, you do you. No. You do what you want of your life. I always say that when Abby and I get a place of our own that has more than one bedroom, I would love a room with all my quirky little doodads and holly hopper knickknacks that could be... Also, like a guest room, office, library, because I want to be functional too. Because I remember one time I saw this. Like, do you remember I ever showed you this? Like the rat that was dressed as a dancer. Yes, and I wanted it. And I said no. Yes, it's like, it's like a taxidermy rat, right? Why is? And I want. I was like, I want this. And Abby's like, you know, you can put it in your own little room. But I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I I don't know where the line is drawn. I don't think that I would enjoy having that situation in my house, especially knowing the history of him speaking and stuff. I'd be like, Ray, are you sure? Well, Anne felt the same way. So don't worry. You're- oh, okay. Anne, so Robert, you know, Robert had his own room, much to the joy of Jean and the displeasure of Anne. Like, part of me wonders, like, did Anne fully know about Robert? Right. Like, was Robert at the house just waiting for them to return? Like. Or did like Gene just like tuck his like 40 inch doll his whole entire life? Some some reports say that when he was painting, he'd have like Robert sit next to him when he was painting. Anyway, Anne felt uneasy in the house. She was like, you know, can we just, you know, put Robert in the attic? A compromise. Be in the house, but in the attic. So Gene's like, fine, we'll lock him in the attic, which, okay, whatever. Robert said, I don't like the attic. And soon after that, footsteps could be heard in the attic. And more so, the neighborhood children began to complain that they were seeing the doll in the upstairs window looking at them and somehow mocking them on their way to school. No. No. If I, as a young child, was mocked by somehow a demonic doll, I don't know if I would ever recover. No. So when Gene hears this, he's like, no, I locked Robert in the attic. I don't know what you're talking about. He goes and checks, like, the room and they said he was in. Like, to be a point, like, he's not here. And Robert proves the point back to him and says, here I am, sitting in the rocking chair. Just- and he didn't. Minding my own business. I'm in the rocking chair. What are you going to do about that, Gene? The pattern keeps happening. Gene would put Robert back in the attic, lock it, and Robert would be back to his window when he damn well felt like it. (gasps) And there, Robert would remain with his lifelong companion, Gene, until Gene died in 1974. Some reports claim that Gene died with Robert by his side. While other reports say that Anne was pushed closer to the edge of sanity, kind of like drove by Robert as well. And basically, when Jean died, she left Robert in the, in the attic and was like, deuces, have the house. And yeah, there was also a, I found this, I'm going to read this quote from you. So there was a reporter named Malcolm Ross who visited Robert and he said, 
It was like a metal bar, a quote. It was like a metal bar running down my back. At first, when we walked through the door, the look on his face was like a little boy being punished. It was as if he was asking himself, who are these people in my room? And what are they going to do to me? Ross's friend told him Robert's backstory and pointed out the children's furniture in the home. He went to the home. It was at this point Malcolm noticed a change in the doll's expression as if the doll was following the conversation. One of the other men that was in the room with him at this time made a comment about Gene Otto about how he must have been a fool. And the doll did not like that because the reporter said Robert's expression turned to one of disdain. <gasps> there was some kind, he said, quote, there was some kind of intelligence there. The doll was listening to us. Oh, weird. So once Ginato had passed, the house was then bought and taken over by Myrtle Reuter and her family two years later. So in 1976. And when they moved in, like the beginning of any classic horror movie, their teenage daughter was exploring the new digs when she stumbled upon Robert in the attic. <laughs> and she was at first very excited by her find. And I don't know if it was how we were raised or how I was raised or how my brain works, but I don't think there would be much joy if I bought a house or if my family bought a house. Even if I bought a house as a, as a grown up and mm -hmm. I found an old doll in the attic. Yeah, I'm trying to envision that happening. I would, well, now as I'm older, I would be creeped out. As a child, I'd be more curious. Oh, it's kind of cool. I think I'd be, yeah, I'd be like, oh, this is so cool. It's a new toy for me. Well, anyway, for the teenage Rooter's daughter and maybe young us, that joy was short-lived. <laughs> because she would soon discover and tell her parents that the malicious intent of Robert was true. Like Jean before her, she would often awake in the middle of the night screaming because Robert had moved about the room while she was sleeping. Oh, my God. But somehow, Myrtle, much like Jean's, Jean's mother, both knew and maybe didn't fully grasp the full power of Robert the doll because the doll would remain in the family's possession even after they moved out of the artist's house and would remain with them until 1994 when, Myr when Myrtle, shortly before her passing, donated Robert to the Fort East Martello Museum, claiming, quote, he moved around her house on his own and was haunted. Oh, my God. Yes, you know, a simple note and warning to a museum. So the museum kept him. He's actually still at this museum. And though at first they didn't put him on display, some people said there was like a tentative, like, shift in the air when he arrived at the mm -hmm. museum. And word started traveling fast. The doll was there and all the vibes and the lore and story around him. And when people did start to visit him, electronics would malfunction to the point where people would try to take pictures of Robert the doll. Some claiming they try to take it without his permission. And their cameras would become inoperable until after they left the museum. But like a note here, I read I read a lot of articles about him and some people were like, you shouldn't ask permission from an entity. Like it's a big no, no, because it allows them power, you know, dynamic. But regardless, like respect is expected. Like as as a tour guide, the museum will say to you before you even see Robert, they say, first, you must greet and introduce yourself to Robert. If you want to take a photo with him, you must ask first. And you can't leave the museum without saying goodbye. Oh, that sounds like a Ouija board. Which I feel is a, like the goodbye portion I said is akin to closing the, re the connection on the Ouija board. I literally had it in my notes. Because those who are cruel and who taunt and who are otherwise disrespectful towards Robert have reportedly fallen under his curse with having days, weeks, or months of things going terribly wrong for them until they apologize to Robert either in person or via written word. There are so many letters written to Robert asking for forgiveness or what have you. Like, you could actually send apologies, well wishes, other things, like, to Robert. Um, mm -hmm. His address is Robert the Doll, 
3501 South Roosevelt Boulevard, Key West, Florida, 33040. So there you go. And here's a little tidbit from an interview with Corey Convertito. She's actually the caregiver of Robert. She says, he. so this is an article I got from Atlas Obscura. And I really wanted to read these two parts in full because I think it nicely encapsulates, you know, the juxtaposition of how we view things and entities like Robert and Mm -hmm. like museums in the modern day type thing. So I'm going to read it like full and full. It says just two parts of it. He He gets probably one to three letters every day, but they aren't typical fan letters. They're often apologies. Many visitors attribute post-visit misfortunes to failing to respect Robert or even openly disrespecting him. They write begging forgiveness. Others ask for advice or to hex those who have wronged them. They have received more than a thousand letters and they keep them in a catalog. Robert also receives emails and homages. At some point, it became known that Robert had a sweet tooth. So people leave and send him candy. Once he received a box containing eight bags of peppermints, a card, and no return address. Exercising caution, the museum staff does not consume the treat sent to Robert. I was so curious. I knew you, I knew you would be. Guests leave him sweets, money, and occasionally joints. It's completely inappropriate, says Convertida. <laughs> We're still a museum. She is Robert's caretaker, and once a year, she administers a, t- a checkup, taking him out of the case and weighing him to assess whether the humid Florida weather has adversely affected his straw-filled body. She's also his proxy, which she receives and reads all of his emails and letters, and she runs his social media feeds. No way. Occasionally, this is really just kind of cute, though. Occasionally, she responds on Robert's behalf. She tries to send something to every child who writes him. Aww. She always said that childlike had always had that childlike temperament around Robert, and we feel like Robert would be kind to children. And she also responded to more poignant ones, which is an email from a girl who was being bullied at school. No. And says, so does she think that Robert is haunted? I don't know. I really don't know, she says. I've never had a bad experience with him. I've never felt uncomfortable. It's always been a basic relationship, and I have a job to do, and I go when I do it. And whether there's something to to it or not, he just allows me to get on with my job. So, like I said, that was taken from Alex Obscura. And there have been a lot of reports about things that have happened. So like he's in a case now for his protection and some say that the, the protection of other people kind of kind of like how the other dogs like Annabelle or they're in like don't touch the glass type thing, you know, mm-hmm. uh, there have been reports that there was a video of someone hitting the case he was in and like yelling at him. And the next day that guy died in, in a car accident. There is mm. people getting struck by lightning. A tour guide there got Robert's face tattooed on his arm, and the next day he died. Ooh. And then I actually went on Reddit to see if I can find, like, any anything else. And I mm-hmm. found this one. I think, you know, it's a, it's a fun one to end on. So I kind of jumped halfway down. It says, we enter the room, and a redheaded lady in her 50s is at the re- reception. We talk to her to find out about the museum and, incidentally, to find out about Robert the doll the most qualified person, the museum guard. There we don't joke with Robert. To take a picture with him, you have to ask him a question and wait for his answer. Some say that a bright reflection in his black eyes means a positive answer. The lady warns us that some people weakly disrespect the doll and it and, and ends up sending a letter of apology to Robert at the museum so that he will stop his mischief. She adds that there is a video of a man hitting Robert's glass. The man died later that day in a, in a road accident. We, I, a little French that I was, she's, she's French, so the English is translated, naively asked if I could ask Robert to take a picture of him as advised in French in a foreign language. And what did the lady reply? Try it. You'll, have, you'll be the very first. So can, I, can I ask him in French? We started as a visit, and my family and I were really enchanted. We were like crazy. We explored all the corners of the fort in search of Robert. Apprehension, apprehending all the same our meeting. We passed old cannons, military costumes, old rusty weapons. And as we turned in the hallway in our right, there he is, Robert. The century old doll accused of being the reason 
of multiple unexplained deaths in Key West and the inspiration for a lot of, like, dolls, you know. People say he was inspiration for Chucky doll, but some people say he's not, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's a whole, there's actually a movie based on Robert the doll. And so the doll is tall, sitting in the chair and enclosed in a glass cage. Behind him, there are letters of apology from multiple countries, Mexico, Germany, all written in English, imploring Robert to break the curse he has cast on them, which dissuaded us from being impolite. I take my courage in both of my hands and say, Hello, Robert. I'm from France, and I would be delighted to take a picture. Could I? In French, a world first, I take a picture of him, and I send it to all of my friends via Snapchat, just so that I'm the bravest, most or reckless kid of my generation. With my photo taken, we hurriedly finish our visit and return to the hotel. The next day, the big day of our departure... We Wait, how, how... Is this a child? She's young at the time, I think, yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, we don't have breakfast because of the lack of time. We pack our bags and climb into the car to Miami, where we'll take a plane to France in the afternoon. At 11 o'clock in the morning, we come across a Wendy's. They say a fast food specializing in breakfast. So we stop there to eat. We sit down, order, wait, and receive, eat, and pay for our order. When we finish our meal, we are shocked to find it in an abnormal state. All the windows are broken except the front one. There's glass inside our car as much as outside that the windows exploded. They were not smashed. And more disturbing, our suitcases are intact. My headphones at Revaxi are still in the same places. We weren't robbed. We weren't carjacked. We weren't stolen from. The windows just exploded all at the same time. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So that is some of the things about Robert the Doll. Now, Megan, I have to know. I know you and Rachel often go to the Keys. Would you ever go visit Robert the Doll? Honestly, I've heard about him before. Mm -hmm. And before you telling me this story, I would have said yes. Mm-hmm. Today, I'm going to say no, and I mean it. I will not. I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to mess around. I don't want to do something incorrect or, like, I don't want to talk. I don't want to, like, say something wrong. I was like, no. No, I don't want to risk anything weird like that. Yeah. Like, even, like, writing things, I was like, he's a very nice doll. Right? Right. He's a good boy. <laughs> he's a good boy. He's a good boy. But, yeah, so... That's Robert the Doll. And like I said, you can find him in Key West. And you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Scary Sisters Pod. And at Gmail, you can find us at Scary Sisters Pod at gmail.com, where we are there to listen to all your scary stories. And if you have any interesting stories of the past couple of years, paranormal, or if you had any interesting interactions with the dolls, I don't know if I want to know them, but. I do. Their way. Megan does. So, yeah. Until then, everyone, find us on our socials where we chat and we'll share some pictures of Robert, the creepy midnight specter of the bedroom and other fun things. Oh, the dolls in the mailbox. All those fun things will be on our show socials. So and the meatball. Sure. What? And the meatball. Oh, the meatball. The grilled to perfection meatball. Be sure to check out our socials for all of those and to comment any questions, concerns and ideas you have there and would you visit robert the doll that'll be our post tomorrow on our story you should vote there and yeah all that fun stuff so until then everyone i want you to stay safe and stay spooky megan love you bye